everyone. This is Tamar. And Debbie. And we are the founders of the Building, Building the, the Best, Best Me. Me. It's an initiative rooted in a relentless drive for love, community, and support for the modern women of color. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Patrice Sosu. I hope I said that right. You did. Okay, great. And she, I follow her on Instagram and literally, guys, um, I feel like through every picture, her authenticity, authentic, authenticity, authenticity <laughs> just blooms throughout everything. Like she talks about love, relationships, um, her cute little children, <laughs> um, her pregnancy, um, motherhood, uh, corporate entrepreneurship, and especially what we'll be talking about today is just womanhood in general. So I'll let her jump in right here and talk about herself just a little bit. Great. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. So thank you guys for this opportunity. Um, I'm Patrice and I'm a lot of things. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend. Uh, I work for American Express in their branding and design department, which is really exciting. I'm exposed to a lot there. And on the side, I write Little Gems, which is a weekly newsletter for the modern millennial and basically how to get your shit together, if I can <laughs> say that. Um, and Little Gems started out as, uh, really started out, it was born from Instagram. It was born from me ranting and raving and stories and just all of these amazing women. And sometimes men would slide into my DMs with the most random questions. So I knew that. <laughs> I had to create something bigger, a, a platform that people can go to and turn to for the questions that I get all the time. And that's how Little Gems was born. So awesome. good. So today we're going to talk about one of her newsletters. Um, when it when it jumped into my inbox, I was just like, oh, my God, this is what building the best me is about. Like you wrote it so clearly. And I, I just like forwarded it to Debbie. And I was just like, this is this is it. Like. This is it. So I'm just going to read a little, um, uh, just a few sentences. And you wrote, women are superhuman, surviving in a world that wasn't built to appreciate all the little miracles they perform every day. I didn't always champion women. I used to be a mediocre friend, disinterested in building up those around me. After working for a true devil in Prada, I started to believe that most women of power and influence were generally unstable, cruel, and intolerable. I'm going to stop right there, right? I want to know why. Like, why are women so cruel to each other? Like, where did it come from? That's a good question. I think it's it's part of what we are, you know, what, we are, what we're forced to see every day. I can think back my earliest memories of my mom, and I would bring home friends, and she'll say, well, I don't like this girl, and that girl is fast. And those mm -hmm. things kind of stick wow. with you, right? Um, and then going into school, you're you're taught to be competitive. And going into, I went into a very vicious industry. I went into the fashion industry after college. And there's nothing but competition. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing but women and fabulous gay men. So even there, it's like the you're taught to be extremely vicious to each other and competitive. And it's such a brutal industry. So, you know... The people that climb their way to the top, they now feel like, okay, well, you're new to this, so you have to pay your dues like I did. And that's not necessarily the case. It's not a culture of let me hold your hand and help you up. It's very much a culture of you're going to suffer. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that's just one that's just one scenario you think about other industries like finance which is dominated by men so the women that are there they know that there's a few women at the table so they got to fight for that spot mm. right so it's just between watching tv and starting really young with your mom telling you watch out for this girl watch out for that girl and then the industries so that true. we go into it's hard not to see women as your competition it's hard and then um this was this is something new to me right i didn't like i said i didn't always champion women i was always either the only woman at the table or the only woman of color at the table so i felt like i had to mm. represent even harder and it wasn't until I believe when I first became pregnant at 30 years old and even it's still extending now I'm at this point in my life where I'm kind of blossoming blossoming and it's beautiful to see and I know that I can't get here without women like I wouldn't be here without women it, it was women yeah. that poured their love into me and prayed for me through my difficult pregnancies it was women who helped me when I need someone to watch my kids, it's women who guide my career. So just being able to acknowledge all that women do and they don't take any credit for it. They don't expect any thank you for it. It's just, I'm so excited to be able to support them in this way. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I feel like this is just connecting back to my childhood when I would hear my mom say to my sisters, don't hang out with that girl. Don't go to her house. Don't um, look at what she's doing because her mother was probably just as fast as she was. And it's like, how do we overcome that that language and, and yeah. that attitude where you know it's something that can easily be trickled down into what we're doing now um, with our kids. Yeah. So what is a, a good takeaway to say, okay, don't speak like that anymore. Like how do we empower each other to champion each other instead of pulling each other down in that sense? And it's so minuscule, mm-hmm. but... It sticks with you. Yeah, like I, it just triggered a memory just from, I, I don't know, too. from like junior high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, I think it's generational. You know, our parents... They're super old school. They're very traditional. And, you know, at the time, men took the leadership roles. This is a whole new world for our parents. My mom can't wrap her mind around some of the things that women are doing today. And I think I have a twin brother and we're a great example of how pretty much everyone was raised because I was raised extremely different from Mm -hmm. him. You know, I had to be home at 4 p.m. He got to hang out until... 11 o'clock at night I had to get off the phone at 7 or 8 p.m and he got to be on the phone till God knows when Mm -hmm. I mean there were clear distinct differences and I would go to my mom and say why can he do this and I can't because you're a girl she would respond and I'm like well what else there has to be another reason just because I'm a girl that's not enough for you to tell me no and um that stuck with me and I know that now that I have a girl and a boy I absolutely will not raise them like that. I know that I didn't enjoy my parts of the childhood where it was very clear that he got to do this and I got to do that. Yep. And I think it's it's on us to break down those those borders. Like my son, I he's two years old. He cleans toilets in our house. He does laundry. <laughs> he makes his yeah, bed. He's breaking gender norms. Yeah. When I'm cooking in the kitchen, he drags this little stool into the kitchen and he stands up and he's like, "What's that? What's that?" He watch. He watches us wash dishes, 
And we're going to do the same for our daughter. Like every person in this house is going to be balanced. They're going to learn and there's going to be no gender roles per se. Mm. I love that. I love that. But it's on it's on us, right? Like we can continue to push these um, gender roles forward or we can break and smash them to something new. That's super important. Yeah. So like I remember um, what I just read, you wrote that um, like you kind of called yourself out. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that. Like, I feel like I wouldn't call, like, you know, like when you have an argument and your friend tells you, no, you were wrong. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, no, it's not me. It was the other person. Right. (laughs) Like, how do we get women to that point where they say, you know what? I have to look myself in the mirror and say, I shouldn't have done that to this woman. Like, I was being nasty. Like, you know, like there's no, like there's no accountability. Accountability, I should say. Yeah. If you, if I would have, I couldn't have wrote that 10 years ago. I couldn't have write that five years ago because I would have been like, it's not me, it's you. But again, coming into my thirties and being a mother and going into leadership roles at work and just experiencing life has so much growth, so much growth. I couldn't, I love being able to say, you know what? I was wrong. Show me a better way to do this. Or how can we get to a better path? Because I notice when I'm vulnerable and I'm real I get the best out of everyone that's around me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. If I'm guarded and I am um, putting up walls or putting up a front, I'm not going to get the real you either. So why would I want that? My time is super valuable. Everything that I do is with purpose and it needs to be as efficient as possible. So if I'm with you out to brunch or dinner or at a podcast, I need me to be the realest me and I need you to be the realest you. And I think the only way that that happens is growth, Um, learning a lot of hard lessons and knowing that you don't have time for BS. Like when you do have time for BS and you could play ring around the rosy with people. So like, okay, right. And I don't mean to like use a doula metaphor, right. Mm -hmm. But like you said vulnerability. Yeah. So like if as the doula, my job is to like my number one and only job when the mom is in labor is to protect that mom because she is in her most vulnerable state ever. Right. Now, when you have these crazy doctors in New York City, mm-hmm. like messing with these moms and, you know, like kind of like just knocking on their vulnerability because they know they could get to them mm-hmm. and like scare them or coerce them. They use it in their favor. So I kind of feel like some women kind of have been hurt. And they're like, I'm not going to be vulnerable with you because I've been hurt before. I can't yeah. trust. Like, there's trust issues between women. Definitely. And it's like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, I don't want to be vulnerable because I'm going to get hurt. Like, I don't yeah. want to cry in front of you or whatever the situation. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to tell you the truth because you might hurt it or twist it or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think that women often categorize each other in the same groups. Like, I don't trust girls because this is what they do and this is how they act. And it's like, not... She's going to take my man. Yeah, not everyone <laughs> is the same. Like, yeah. th- think outside the box because I'm sitting with um, Patrice and she has a different thought process on life. And then I'm sitting with Tama and she has a different thought process on life. And I, I gave both of them $100. They would spend it two different ways, mm-hmm. right? And instead of saying all girls spend a hundred dollars on shoes. Really? That's, that's not the way that every female thinks. And Mm -hmm. I think as a woman, um, I used to do this where I used to say, you know what? I'd rather hang out with the guys. 
um, because they are less. Yeah, they they just like less drama, (laughs) less drama, super laid back, don't have time for, you know, all that catty stuff. And the girls are just always about it. And it go it still goes right back to pulling each other down um, and being in, in constant competition. It's okay to sit next to someone who has a nice $500 bag. And you can say, your bag is hot, girl. Ow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And really mean it. Instead of you saying, I really wish I, I had that bag. How did she get that bag? Mm-hmm. What was she doing to get that bag? She worked hard. Okay? Like, mm-hmm. she went to work. Even if she scammed to get it. Right? <laughs> she did something to get it. But yeah. why do you have to think negatively? Yeah. And I think that's where we automatically go when we see each other. Yeah. And when we talk to each other, we automatically go to the negative thing. Right, right. And vulnerability is a risk, right? Even if all relationships are a risk, new friendships are risky. I'm putting myself out there. How do I know if this friendship is going to last or it's going to be something? A new relationship with with a boyfriend or a girlfriend is risky. How do I know this person's not going to break my heart? But no risk, no reward. Um, So Mm. if you are going into anything with your half-assed then guess what you're gonna get half-assed. exactly so if you go into any sort of relationship or um any sort of situation with I know this is a risk but I'm gonna put my all on and my all into it I'm gonna be as open as possible and just be willing to reap what comes to me good or bad right mm-hmm. I think people have a fear of bad things but what's rainbow without a rain you know yeah. You know what? Um, I just thought of something. So as a woman, we don't, as women, we don't want to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. we already feel like as a woman, um, we have disadvantages to us. And so we don't want to be vulnerable because of the disadvantages, but because we think or act the way that we do, we are already in a vulnerable state mm-hmm. because we're, we can easily be hurt by something that someone said or did and they may not have meant it the way that we took it but we're thinking like I'm a female this is the disadvantages that I have this is how she's thinking so I'm not going to allow myself to be vulnerable but when you put yourself in a box you automatically make yourself vulnerable right because you're really breaking um the chance for you to cultivate a different type of relationship with another female that can actually be positive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, we just need to change our mindsets as a whole. Um, Actually, my sister was saying a speech this week and I was like, why? Every time someone makes a speech as a female, they always say this, like when they're in a large platform and she was saying, um, you know, I'm a black Caribbean um, female and I already have a disadvantage so please pray for me and you know keep me in your prayers and et cetera, et cetera, as I'm on this journey to x y and z and I'm like why do we have to say that part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like was that part super necessary um, I know what she meant right but just because it was the whole you know, I'm already at a disadvantage because I'm black and I'm this. And if we, and I'm a woman. Yeah. And if we changed our mindset to not speak that way Mm -hmm. instead of, and walking more in authority and confidence, Mm -hmm. what would that do for us when people see us and tend to want to 
put us in that state and make us feel like, oh, yeah. you're in that vulnerable place. Let me take advantage of you. Yeah. I feel like if our language and our, our attitude and our character was more confident, not cocky and not, you know, disgusting, mm-hmm. but confident, that would just change the whole game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we'd be able to be friends. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You'd be more confident in wanting to have that friendship and wanting to put yourself out there and meet new people and learn new things. So that that would be like super awesome. Right. How many times do you walk down the block and just say hi to another female or just smile? I do that all the time now. Yeah. And I get one of two reactions. Either they're like, this girl is creepy and she needs to get away from me. <laughs> and I just keep on smiling like, hey girl, you are doing your thing. Or they're genuinely like, thank you so much. I was having a bad day and you cheered me yeah. up. Or I needed a friend today. Or wow, your shoes look great too. And I just love, I mean, I went to visit my grandparents last week or two weeks ago down in Miami. It was my grandfather's 81st birthday. And I got on a plane with my daughter and sitting in the row next to me was a mother with her two daughters. And she was super stylish from head to toe. And she kept staring at me and I kept staring at her and she was wondering how I was handling this baby on the plane. I was wondering how she was handling her baby on the, her baby's on the plane and I just looked at her and I was like you look amazing you have these two kids you're doing so good like and she was stylish she I was love so that. stylish I was like how did you pull this off and um she was like thank you so much I was looking at you and thinking the same we got off that plane the best of friends we've exchanged numbers we're meeting wow. up to, you know we both work in similar industries and we both have similar ideas about stuff and we're gonna partner together on some stuff so you just never know what you're gonna get or who you're gonna meet when you say hi and give it a little compliment you know that reminds me well a little bit and then you said rainbow um an episode of blackish where rainbow was um (laughs) making like making a new friend and the whole episode was about oh i love that episode. (laughs) and it was like that's how i feel like when i make a new friend and like did she text me (laughs) (laughs) all that stuff but like it's so hard to make new friends once you like get Hashtag no new friends. No new friends. Hard. (laughs) No. Yeah. 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 So you know how guys slide into DMs on Instagram? It's hard to make friends now, especially I'm a mother. And between work and my kids and my husband, like I have no time. So I use Instagram kind of like Tinder. So I'll find these really cool, stylish, amazing women who are doing amazing things. And I'll slide into their DMs. (laughs) You are killing it. it. And that's how I met one of my best friends today. Um, she's expecting gray on Instagram and Mm -hmm. I followed her maybe three years ago and I text my other friend like I just found this amazing person on Instagram and she's so cute and she's da 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 and I do you think I should reach out to her and she's like obviously you're Patrice like you should reach out to her (laughs) that's what you do you reach out to people and I did and it was the best thing that I've ever done because she was my first real mommy friend Mm. and she I've learned so much from her and I've gotten to see her grow and blossom in the past three years so Mm -hmm. I just love sliding into dms of women like you're killing it girl yeah Yeah. I see you I hear you and just keep going that does something for you like especially if you are having a bad day like you were saying before you're just you know that day could have been super hard that week that month and someone just comes in and they're like I saw what you did like that's super awesome I get that sometimes and it just changes my whole mood it changes my thought process so that is something that can 
it, you don't know what you're doing for someone when you're doing it at that point in time. And there's something about a compliment from a woman that's like a precious jewel. Like men, whatever, like they'll yeah, they compliment all you all day long. And their compliments are so basic. You look pretty today. I know. <laughs> Thank you. But a woman telling you that, like you must be on point for a woman to come up to you and say, you look beautiful today, mm-hmm, yeah. or I love this, how you styled that. It's, it's something really amazing about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know you, you won. You know you did it that day. But compliments are still so weird. I, For me personally, giving them is a little easier, but receiving them oh, yeah. you know, can sometimes be just like, oh, okay. Cringy. It's <laughs> yeah. cringy, right? Yeah, yeah. I used to be like that, I used to, but now, thank you, because I know I've arrived, right? Uh, I've I earned whatever you're telling me, mm-hmm. you know. So who am I to downplay? You obviously see something in me that uh, uh, that you're acknowledging and that needs recognition, mm-hmm. or you're saying I appreciate this for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm, period. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Walk away. It w- took a long time for me to get there. Um, but I'm co- so confident in myself and so confident in what I bring to the table and what I do and mm-hmm. how I mother, how I love my husband, how I mother my, how I am at work, how I am with my friends. Thank you. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it takes a long time to get there, but when you do, oh my God, it's like the gates of heaven have yeah. opened up and you're stepping into your confidence yeah that's true i feel like you text me not too long ago debbie texted me and she was just like saying stuff about me and i was just like thanks is this for me question mark yeah and then like i had to like i'm taking this online business course and i had to ask um and i only asked my family i think i i asked you like i was just like i don't want to ask a lot of different people and i had to ask something like you know what are three things that you come to me for and stuff like that and they were like I literally like had a few tears because I was like, seriously, guys, that's awesome. <laughs> Stop. That's amazing. But it's it's like it's it's really nice and it's it's beautiful to hear from people that are closest to you because yeah. it just it just does yeah. something. Right. So I can only imagine what it feels like for a stranger to just say, "Hey, you look beautiful today," mm-hmm. and really mean it, and you could tell. Yeah, yeah, you can so, tell. But that's it's so weird because you know what people are watching. Yes. Whatever you do, you're influencing somebody somewhere. So you could have been that starting point for someone's idea, that starting point for someone to go back to school, that starting point for someone to Mm -hmm. say, okay, I was going to put on sweatpants and Tim's and go outside, but I'm actually going to just do a little bit more because I never know (laughs) who I'm going to see outside. And so you never know what you're, you know... What people are looking at, yeah, yeah, and what they're seeing and how that's going to influence them to do something different for the day. And that's when, in turn, they recognize you, Mm -hmm. right? And so you're feeling like, wow, people see me, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. maybe I am doing something good. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it just like full circle goes back into, you know, people changing and you feeling more confident in yourself too. Oh, yeah. When that that happens. So... Speaking of complimenting and friendships um, between women, how about that person or that friend that's not real? Like, what do you do when you have a friend that's not necessarily, you know, like when you have a group of girls and they're just like all rooting for you or they're like supporting you, they're showing up, whether whether it's like a live event or whatever you're doing, they're there for you, you know? And, you know, there's that one friend that's not necessarily there for you and you can feel it you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what do you do 
like keeping in mind that we're here with champion championing other women and we're trying to be there for our friends and we're showing up for our friends because sometimes we lack Mm -hmm. with all the different stuff that we have going on and you have a few friends or that just that one friend that just isn't giving it all they got like you are for them yeah like what do you do um that's a good question because I've experienced a lot of that and First, I respond with kindness because I don't even know what's going on in a lot of people's lives. I have mm-hmm. my head down in tunnel vision and what I'm doing. So maybe right. there's something I missed. Maybe there's a reason why she's not supportive of all of the things that I'm doing. Or um, maybe she's going through something. Maybe she's sick. Maybe she had a, a breakup. Or do you just never know. Maybe there's a situation with her father. So first I say, is everything okay with you? Mm-hmm. And if it is then what's wrong with us? Like, we Mm -hmm. have to be able... If I can't have that conversation with my friend, Mm -hmm. then you're not a friend, right? And I don't need that kind of person in my life. Like, if if I've allowed you to get into the inner circle Mm -hmm. and I am spending time on you and I'm investing in you, like, you have to be willing and open Mm -hmm. to be open. Mm -hmm. Um, If we get to the point where there's nothing wrong with her and she just is a secret hater, then you got to go. You have to go. I mean, I would love to be able to handhold everyone to Mm -hmm. positivity, but sometimes that's not the case. And, you know, maybe their lives at that point, they're going through something and they can't stand to watch you come up in your glow up. That's Mm -hmm. fine. We can meet again at another time. Mm -hmm. But this time, I need nothing but supportive people around me. So you Mm -hmm. have to go. Period. So I feel like you have something burning (laughs) to share. It's so crazy because um, last year, so I appreciated your newsletter, which is entitled The Year of the Woman. Yes. Um, So I I love that title. Like it it hit home. And so last year, last summer, I actually did a friendship check. And Mm, what that is, is pretty much um, I checked in with a lot of my friends, people that, like you said, you support them, you're there for them, they call you, you, you're down for them, and you do everything for them, but when it comes to, you know, you needing them, it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year, I said to my friends, I, well, I made a list, and I actually said, what did I do for these, so I have a lot of friends, but these particular four people, I said, you know what, let me see how this relationship looks like for me. I right. needed to do that self-evaluation because I didn't want to spend more of my time giving to them without receiving. Right. And so I uh, wrote out their names and I said, what did I do for them in the past, you know, six months? Mm -hmm. And what did they do for me in the past six months? Mm -hmm. And my list just like kept going. And there was like one or two things for these people. And it it was like over 10. I'm like, hold on, there's something seriously wrong. And it's not to say that there's a give and take. Right. But it was just like I was overexerting myself Mm -hmm. and I was exhausted being their friend. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do a friendship check with them to see if something is happening because I may not see what's going on in their lives and they may not share with me, which is something like what you said, Patrice. And so um, one of of my friends told me actually she was going through something with her marriage and she didn't Mm -hmm. share with me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and she thought that I, you know, kind of forgot about her. And so she just decided to still ask me for stuff, which, believe it or not. But she, you know, if she needed it, but 
she really felt like, you know what, I, I'm just going to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, like, I'm, I'm doing events, I'm having stuff, I'm, you know, moving and doing all these things, like, you know, you could show up, and but right. you're calling me and asking me for, like, random things, and I'm giving it to you or going here and going there, but when I need you, I don't get it. Right. And so, you know, your problem seems really big, but you demonstrating to me that you're my friend in the midst of all that, it doesn't show. Mm-hmm. And so we did evaluation. I said, do you think that we are friends? Mm-hmm. And I let her answer that question. And then the other people I did the same thing for as well. And then one person, I was like, you know what? I love you, but I don't think that our friendship can continue because um, I'm pouring into you and you're not pouring into me. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you're, I'm tired. Yeah. And I still love her. I still talk to her. If she needs anything, I, I, you know, I support her. But I just, it's too much for me. Right. And at that point, that's when I actually learned how to, and I didn't give it this terminology, but champion other women. Because I felt like there were so many people that were doing amazing things, but these particular individuals, they were just struggling, and I felt like I was in that struggle. Yeah. And I love that you were able to say, listen, this isn't quite working out, but I can root from you for, from afar. I can champion you from afar, but let's just both stay in our own lanes for now, and you know, sometimes you get further that way. Yeah. You don't have to keep holding on to a friendship because you guys have known each other for so long or you have some sort of mm-hmm. history that's that isn't the um criteria for a successful friendship mm-hmm. and that's what i was holding on to the the years yeah the time the the connections yeah and you can still love on somebody support them and yeah. not just be under them sometimes you have to marry condo your 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 relationships yeah. does this friendship bring you joy nope it's giving you struggle goodbye yeah get rid of it yeah tidy up your life interesting so my next question is like how like i feel like i have different friends Mm -hmm. or different i call them support groups (laughs) like how is it okay? Because I kind of feel like sometimes we kind of overstretch stretch ourselves mm-hmm. and um, we can't keep up, right. you know? Like, yes, we're championing one another, we're supporting one another, but it becomes too much. And it's like, do we get all get on the same page? Or I know Debbie doesn't mess with this girl, so I can't put them in the same room. Like, right. what do we do? What do we do? You know? Like, right. how do we make it work where we're trying to be our best selves, oh my God. but like, it's just, and then it kind of goes to like you pouring into your friends, but it's not like there's no problem per se. It's just that we're probably stretching ourselves a little too mm-hmm, thin, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're not at 100%, things slip through the cracks. So I think the first thing we need to kind of do is step back mm-hmm. and evaluate yourself and evaluate, am I okay? Am I focused on all the things that I need to be focused on or am I, is my career going the way that it needs to? Is my relationship my, with my significant other is going the way that it needs to? Are my kids okay? Um, is my entrepreneurial pursuits okay? And then you kind of figure out which friendships are feeding you the most and not necessarily in, in a, a give or take, but you know, what do you need at that moment? Do you need someone to root on your side businesses? Right. Okay, then great. Let me go to this group of friends. Do you need someone to root on your relationship? Okay, let me go to this group who know me and my husband for so long and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think you have to be 
flexible and you have to be mm-hmm. willing to have a little bit of variety because you can't be everything to everyone all of the time, you know, and your friends are going to think about it like for you too, you know, they'll go to you for if they want to know if they want information about being a better woman or mm-hmm. information on pregnancy or information mm-hmm. on anything else. But if they want something uh, about gardening for for lack of a better thought, um, <laughs> they're going to go to someone else, right? Yeah. Like you can't be everything to everyone and you can't yeah. expect everyone to come together with you as a common thread mm-hmm. because that's necessary. That's not necessarily the case and you don't need to force things onto people. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about it too. Do you have time to be everything for yeah. all of your friends, especially with people that have like multiple friends? Like, do you yep. really have time to do that? And I guess there's day. not like, there's a, I mean, I don't want to say like a tear to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hate the term best friend. Like right. I just, it doesn't work for me. Like mm-hmm. I have best friends, but like, I don't know. I just think it's not corny, but mm-hmm. it gives you like this, and and I get it. Every I don't. I think it's mean to like have. You should treat all your friends the same. It's right. just that there's a lot. Like I have a friend. Um, I was going through something, and I called her at like eight a.m. And the minute like I heard her voice, my voice just cracked, and it was like I was crying on the phone, and she just knew what to say. But we're not best friends. Right. Like I've barely known her for like the past five years. It's just mm-hmm. that, you know, that's who she is to me. And she, like, she knows how to get to me and she knows how to make it all better for me. Right. But that's not a best friend. And I feel like sometimes we put people on, like, this tier level. Yeah. yeah. And it's not necessary. Because if you're going to be a good person, a good woman, and you're going to support everyone, mm-hmm. then just be friends, y'all. No? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I agree like with that. that. And I think I like sometimes that. we tend to, okay, we've been friends for 10 years, so now you're my best friend like we can't apply time to friendship like the longer we've been friends does not equate to a good friendship there's people that I've met within the past year or two who have done more and rooted for me more than people I've known for 10 or 20 years um so I I agree with you I think and when I think about my dearest friends their family to me you, right you've yeah, beyond you've gone beyond too. friendship um because right. i'm a social person i'm very friendly so i throw out the term friend very loosely like, <laughs> i could me meet too. you tomorrow on the train and you're my friend but have you worked your way into the family category that takes some time right yeah right but right. i hear you on the best friend it's I don't like the tier level thing. No. I don't like the tier level thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good way to explain it either, but <laughs> I just feel like sometimes we give people titles uh-huh. and they haven't really worked up to it or it shouldn't be a title thing because if you're trying to be a good person, a good friend, and you're just trying to be there for people and support one another, then mm-hmm. who cares? Right. Just do it mm-hmm. and it'll work out. That's just how I feel. That was a little ranty, but. No, I agree. So I have a question, um, and it goes back to uh, what you were saying before about paying your dues mm-hmm. and women, um, you know, suffering before someone reaches out and say, saying to them, let me help you or let's, you know, level up and grow together. Mm-hmm. How can we handle um, that disconnect? And I guess I don't I don't really want to say it's like a competition, but like, let's say if a woman gets into the same industry as someone else and you're like hey i saw you were doing great things i want to do it too can you help me 
Mm-hmm. How do we handle that uh, that issue for women saying, you know what? I took my time and I got here. I did all these things, so you got to do it too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you're just offended. Like, why won't you help me? Yeah. Right? Or why why is this conversation not happening the way that I thought it would in my head? Yeah. So how can we overcome that and really um, either say, you know, let's work together or this is what I did and I can't really do it. I just think that women just don't help each other in that way. They don't. Um, and I think it literally costs me nothing to say, I know that you're interested in this. Thank you for reaching out to me. Come join this meeting with me. Or it costs me nothing to forward your resume along. It costs me nothing to email someone at a company that I've worked with and introduce you to them so that they could so you could learn more about what they do and it literally costs nothing um but I think what we can do more of is remember when we were in that position which Mm -hmm. for a lot of us was not too long ago and how especially for women of color and especially just women period I mean the odds are stacked so high against us. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't we want more of us at the table? Because guess what? Like when I bring you along and you're moving on up the ladder, you're going to remember me. Oh, Patrice did this favor for me. So next time she needs something, I'll help her out. Or next time she's looking for a job for someone, I'll be sure to hire that person. Like This only benefits us. When there's yeah. more of us in the room... We have so much power. And I resources to each other. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I didn't know this before. A mentor of mine who I worked for in 2009 at Instyle Magazine, she's now the chief financial officer at goop.com, Gwyneth Paltrow's um, mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. Every single job that I've gotten, she was somehow involved. Yeah. And... And sometimes she doesn't even know the people that I'm I'm applying to the jobs for. She'll just reach out to them on LinkedIn and say, hey, I am the CFO of XYZ. And Patrice was my assistant many, many moons ago. I, she told me she's applying to this job. And here's my glowing recommendation of her. It costs her nothing to do that. But I'm so, so cool. inspired mm-hmm. by her kindness. And every time I'm looking for a new job or I'm looking for a new opportunity, I run it by her. Because I know that she's going to root for me. I know that she's an advocate for me. Mm-hmm. And all I want to do is try to find ways to make her life easier, to make her job easier. So when she comes to me and she's like, oh, I'm struggling. I just had to get rid of an assistant or I'm looking for a babysitter for my daughter. Like Anything she needs, I will drop everything and make sure she has it because she does that for me. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we all thought like that. Imagine if we all acted like that. She doesn't have to do any of this. She's making a ton of money. And she's with celebrities all the time. She's flying all over the world. And she has a great, very senior position. She doesn't have... And it's not like I'm applying to her job. She doesn't have to do this. She genuinely wants to do this. She expects nothing. So if we are able to help each other and expect nothing in return, I mean, what a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. We all win in in that scenario. And that's how men operate. Like, men... Yes. Or like, hey, John, I thought of you for this role. I think you would be perfect. And John would say, well, I only have two years of experience and this job is asking for two years, 10 years. Oh, don't worry about it. You're fine. I have you you have me backing you. Mm -hmm. 
It's so crazy. And that's how you get mediocre so men crazy. at the table. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's so crazy. Um, it's and that's so how, you know, Jane may also be applying to that job. And Jane may have 20 years of experience. But because John has a connection to the person that's hiring or, you know, he sees a bro in the person that's hiring, <laughs> um, that's how it happens. So when more of us get to sit at the table... We get to bring each other along and kind of shift the paradigms and mm-hmm. get an equal footing. And um, again, it costs literally nothing. Yo, that's one title that I do use, mentors. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm just trying to hustle and get into this doula world. And everyone I meet is my mentor. Like, <laughs> and, yep. you know, and, and mentor mentoring doesn't necessarily mean like you're meeting every week or you're talking right. every week. I, you know, I talk about her all the time. Her name is Trinisha Williams, and she kind of approached me, and she's the director of midwifery over at the birthing center in Brooklyn, and I just appreciate her so much because she goes out her way to help me, and I literally don't, like, I didn't even, like, she literally fell in my lap. Like, she was, she called me, like, it it just happened it's so <laughs> yeah. haphazardly. Yeah. yeah. And like, she's amazing. And I just want to share that for other people coming up behind me. And I didn't even realize that I had all this knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't realize that I was at a point in my doula career where I could help other people mm-hmm. um, coming up behind me and just be like, yo, this is what you do. This is how you do it. And they were just like, yo, you are like, thank you. And I'm just like, really? Like, and it felt so good to like help because I've gotten that help. And I understand what these other girls are going through that are trying to come up and hustle and do what they have to Mm do. So it's like, sometimes we'll get that nasty person, that Mm -hmm. nasty woman that won't help or won't like share a good word. And then there, we just got to remember those good times, those good people that we yeah. get and hold on to them tight. <laughs> yeah, I think you really nailed it, though. Like, mm-hmm. Someone helped you and you learned from that and you got so much value from that that you decided to pass it on and pay it forward. Mm-hmm. The people that are nasty probably didn't get any help. Yeah. Right? Sure. And yeah. that's my, it's so easy for us to just assume negative thoughts with women it's like, oh, she is such a bee or she is so mean. Why are you mean? Why are you acting like this? Like, I, And I always just try to dig a little bit deeper. Oh, I get it. No one helped you. You literally had to scratch and beg and scrape for everything that you mm-hmm. have. So now I understand why you don't want to help anyone or you think someone's going to be eating from your plate. Yeah. I yes. get that. Yes. Um. So if we can just be a little bit more mindful and a little bit more kind to those people yeah. who are, leave me alone, I can't help you, I have no information for me for you. And when you respond to them with kindness, they're kind of shocked. They're yeah. like, I was mean to you and you're still being nice to me? Wow. Um, yeah. That's a game changer. I had a lot of that too. I mean, I've had bosses that were absolute demons and I'd still go in there Every day with a smile. How can I help you? How can I make your job easier today? I'm worried about 500 things. My boss is worried about 5,000 things. So let me help take the pressure off of you. And they're so shocked. They're like, wow, I was a complete idiot to you this morning. And you're still smiling. And you're still nice. And you're still kind. It's like, okay, I'm going to change. And sometimes it's just you modeling good behavior for people. I think it starts at home, especially with people that have siblings. Yeah. Um, if you are able to reciprocate that 
you know, kindness. I'm totally um, mean to my sister. You can ask it yourself. It's not. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the big sister and that's that. <laughs> but I, you know what? I used to think like that, um, especially with my sister and how our relationship has developed now. Like we, um, but it really started from home because my parents were like, who's going to do this first? Who's going to do that first? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're better. She's better. And it was just always this thing. And so it just kind of continued and I think for them, it was a way for them to push us to do better, mm-hmm. but it actually brought competition and strife between us. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, she's, you know, doing all these amazing things. And while I was doing amazing things, she was supporting me and connecting me to people. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to devote my time and energy yeah. to you to make sure that you get to where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. Because if you win, I win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like how I think now if Tama wins I win if Patrice wins then I win because mm-hmm. we're building this culture of it's the year of the woman yeah right and the yeah. year of the woman is not just 2019 it's like Beyond. it's ongoing yeah. exactly and um yesterday actually we were having a, a meeting and this lady I was talking about my sister and saying all these amazing things she did because she couldn't really pull up the things that she wanted to say for herself Mm-hmm. And uh, the lady in the meeting was like, wow, I wish my sister would do that. My sister would sit here and tell you all the things I ever did wrong <laughs> and why I stink and why she doesn't even want to support me. And she's like, this is crazy. Like, I, yeah. I think I need to reevaluate my relationship. I'm going to call her and have a conversation. And I'm like, really? Like, yeah. I didn't think it was that serious. Mm-hmm. But for her, she was like, this, I've never seen anything like mm-hmm. this. And, um, you know, it really made me think. And it actually helped me to prepare for today because I had to really think about how it was just a room full of women mm-hmm. and how they were intrigued by how we supported each other. Yeah. And um, only because, not only because, but a, a large reason um, for me thinking about this after the fact was because that they were Caucasian. Yeah. And so they help each other in a different type of way versus how we help each other. Mm-hmm. We would cherry tear each other down mm-hmm. before we would say, here's a referral for something. Yeah. And they automatically refer each other. Mm-hmm. And then they worry about the other stuff after. Right. Um, and so I really had to think about it like, wow, we really need to do this more. And mm-hmm. it, we need to practice doing it. Yeah. And once we practice doing it, it becomes a natural habit. Yeah. And that's how we get to, you know being and having this large network of just amazing women we have so many great women in our community mm-hmm. in the world right now but why don't we just you know yeah bring it all in right and just recognize each other for who we are and what we are absolutely such a great point yeah. so good yeah <laughs> this was super awesome it was yeah really yeah. good yeah, I totally Patrice. forgot what I was going to say. Okay. So, Patrice, um, I guess if we can have um, two takeaways from you from this topic mm-hmm. and, um, you know, building friendships um, and um, champion championing, <laughs> that's a word, women, um, what would you tell our listeners um, are, are good takeaways for them to begin practicing how to do that on a daily basis? Um, so one, I think respond with kindness. I say that all the time mm-hmm. and it's not like a fluff thing. It's very real. You can change someone's outlook. You can change someone's entire day. If you go up to them or you call them or you text them, you just say, 
is everything okay? What's going on? I noticed that you had a blow up in this meeting or I noticed that we haven't talked to each other in a couple of weeks. I want to make sure you're okay. So that mm-hmm. just goes a long way. And then the second one is it costs nothing at all to help another woman. Yeah. You know, if you are in a position to hire someone, obviously hire the best qualified candidate, but, you know, take a second look at all your female candidates. And if they are hitting things out of the park way more than your male candidates, then why not hire them? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, yeah. And if you're in a position to forward someone's resume on or make a connection for someone's business or introduce two people who are about to be moms and they have a lot to talk about, do so. It costs you nothing. It takes less than five minutes. And um, it could really change you. It could change your circle. And, and people start to see you modeling that behavior and they want to implement it and they want to be around you. So yeah. help develop too. other women. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, Patrice, could you tell everyone how to find you and subscribe to Little Gems, which is the best newsletter ever, (laughs) y'all. Thank you. I did not pay her to say that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you can find me at Patrice Sosu. Last name is S-O-S-O-O on Instagram. And there's a link in my bio to sign up for Little Gems, the newsletter. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Thank and you so much for joining us. And you guys can follow us at Building the Best Me on Instagram, on Instagram and on Facebook. And remember that we do take questions on certain topics. So you can email us or inbox us on Instagram or Facebook um, and we can answer your questions and also uh, interesting topic ideas that we can put um, in queue for our show. So thank you again for listening. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much. I appreciate it.